This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Feline friends, this is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude, and today I am thrilled to have with me our very own show host, Arden Moore. She is a animal behaviorist. She teaches pet first aid and CPR, and she also hosts a very popular show on Pet Life Radio called Oh Behave. Welcome, Arden. Hey, pause up, Michelle. It's good to be on your show. It's always great to talk to you. So, We're going to be right back right after we take the brief message and we're going to talk all about first aid and CPR for your cat. Hi, it's me again, Michelle Fern, host of Catitude. You know what I love? My cats. I love how Molly jumps on the back of my chair when I'm working at my desk. You know what I don't love? Cleaning up Molly's litter box, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and it helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Arden Moore, and we're talking about cat first aid and CPR. So, Arden, well, first tell us, what do you do when you do these engagements all over the country about cat CPR, first aid? What does this entail? Well, I'm known as the pet health and safety coach, and with the help of my shelter alums, pet safety dog Kona and pet safety cat Casey, we actually teach veterinary-approved, hands-on pet first aid and CPR classes all over the country. We customize them for pet sitters, boarding staff, dog riders, and dog walkers. And recently, we taught a exclusive cat first aid CPR and safety course to folks that are cat breeders and cat judges at a major cat show that was held here in Mesquite, Texas. And so I was joined by pet safety cat Casey, who's a very adventurous, confident, orange tabby who has the nickname of feline George Clooney because, Michelle, the ladies love him and the guys do too. I love that. Okay, so Casey is your aide when you're teaching pet first aid and CPR. Now, I was listening as you described, you know, who you teach it to as far as pet sitters and boarders and breeders and, you know, but it's good for pet parents to know too in case, oh, you, yes. you know, there could be an emergency and you can't get to your vet or you're not near a vet or emergency animal hospital. Well, that's a good point, Michelle. The whole purpose of learning pet first aid and even cat first aid is to be that bridge, if you will, between the uh uh-oh, the disaster, and the veterinary clinic. So I do customize classes for pet professionals, but I love, love, love teaching 
pet parents and kids that come to the classes as well. You know, the best gift we could ever give our dogs or cats is to know what to do and what not to do in a pet emergency when literally minutes count. So we can dress them up, Michelle. We can ride them in strollers. We can give them great toys and products and cool, cool, you know, cat patios and things like that. But knowing what happens and what you should do when they have cut a paw or they're choking or they stop breathing, I mean, sincerely, that's the best gift you can give a cat. Yeah. And I think probably the best gift you can give a pet parent or as a pet parent to give yourself so you know what to do. Exactly, exactly. And and the cool thing about our classes, I teach under two different programs. The in-person class is called, is run by my program called Pet First Aid, the number four in the letter U, Pet First Aid for You. And then I also teach a program for people to become instructors. It's a two-day Pet First Aid CPR instructor training program through Pro Pet Hero. But the classes that I teach in person with Casey and his canine Sib, Kona, I really want people to know that I give them permission to freak out later when something bad happens. And that way, as Casey would say, you know, it's going to be a pun, Michelle. You have to be in the me now when you are rendering aid to an injured cat. Okay. So what does that mean? That means be in the present moment so that you can effectively be able to restrain the cat without getting uh, torn in, scratched, or bit. And they read our emotions very, very well. So staying calm and collected is going to help you be able to handle the cat better. And then later on, after the disaster has passed, you can freak out later. You can scream, you can shout, whatever. But in the crisis moment, running up to a cat, screaming in a high-pitched voice, and quickly grabbing them without paying attention to your surroundings are the three no-nos because it's going to spell disaster for you and your cat. Okay, so rule number one is to just, as you said it, be in the moment, be calm. Almost sounds just, I mean, like common sense, but of course, you're probably inside, you're freaking out. You know, yeah, and, that, and you know, it's exactly right. And But people need to be able to hear that. When they hear that, you tell them, hey, it's going to be scary, but you get to be freaked out later. They need you now it gives them a little bit more empowerment and a can-do attitude replacing the I-don't-know-what-to-do attitude. So as much as it's skill-building what I teach people in our classes, I'm also giving them some mental muscles, if you will, on how to really, really get yourself in the right mindset when something bad happens. Okay. And for everybody out there listening, this talk today is in no way a substitute for, you know, you know, first aid or this and that. Maybe you can go to one of Arden's classes or and we'll mention later where you can find out more info about her classes and her more info online if you cannot attend a class. So Arden, what I want to know, what are the top things that to know about pet first aid? Like what happens with usually with pets? I can, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking choking, maybe a cut. What is the top? Well, there's actually, um, that's a good question. There's actually three major pet emergency situations and that applies to cats as well as dogs. The first one is you're really not sure if they have a heartbeat and they're not breathing. The chest is not going up and down. This is a pet that's unconscious. And that's where you have to do cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR. That consists of chest compressions and actually your mouth through their nostrils. We call it mouth-to-snout rescue breathing. 
The second type of major pet emergency situation is you know they have a heartbeat, hallelujah, but they're clearly not breathing and the chest is not going up and down. And that could be due to getting hit on the head or biting into poison or something for at this point in their situation, they have a heartbeat for now, but they're not breathing. And then everything else, Michelle, falls into pet first aid, which is this is a pet, a cat who is definitely awake, not real happy, probably in pain due to an assortment of things such as they got stung by a bee, they cut their paw, they broke their leg, they're suffering heat stroke. Oh, they got frostbite. I know you don't have that in Florida, but you know, there's a host of things. Uh, they're choking. So we break them down into those three categories when we teach our classes. And, you know, it really seems to help with our students. And I got to tell you, cats rock. I'm so glad to be a guest on your show. And I just think that cats do so much for us. They bring out the best in us. And taking a class and knowing first aid is kind of a nice way to thank our cat, don't you think? I think it's a great way. Plus, I'm guessing also in your classes, you give some insight as to how to tell if the cat is in need of first aid, because I know cats are very good at hiding their ailments. Oh, yes, you're right. Uh, they love to mask pain because it boils down to their genetics. They are both prey and predator. So a cat in your house is always on the hunt for lunch while they're kind of keeping aware of their surroundings so they don't accidentally become lunch by a perceived predator. So because of that, they're not the pet in your house that's going to come up to you and say, my paw hurts, like our DOGs do. They're going to hide under a bed. They're not going to greet you when you come home. They're going to walk away from a food bowl. There's different, you have to be, I guess the best way is to be a pet detective. What's normal in your cat? And what are some things that they're showing you that says, ah, things aren't so right? So we do teach you some pet detective tips in our classes. Okay. And I would just say this is one of the tips. I mean, this seems to be universal with pets. If they're not eating and not using, not going to the bathroom, those are two, I think, kind of key things to look out for generally. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I jokingly tell people they need to become poopologists in our classes. You really need to know what healthy poop is and urine. So you really do need to pay attention to how often the volume and what it looks like when your cat is making a deposit in the litter box. Equally important is paying attention to their eating habits. If your cat always eats at a healthy pace and suddenly is walking away or eating ravenously, these are tips that you might want to check them out with a veterinarian because there's a whole host of issues. But in pet first aid, let's say your cat swallowed something, Michelle, and maybe one of the reasons they're not really eating is because they have a partial blockage in their throat. And you may hear, so being a pet detective, it's not only looking, it's listening and smelling. So maybe you're hearing a <sighs> kind of sound like a partial breath. And that could be an indication that there may be something like a piece of kibble caught in their throat. Wow. Okay, we're going to be right back after this break. And we're going to hear a little more about Arden's pet first aid and CPR. We'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, 
Dogosud shampoo. Made with all natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We have our special show host of Obehave, Arden Moore, on Catitude, and we're talking about cat CPR and first aid. Arden, we've had so much great info. You mentioned something earlier about mouth to snout. So, you know, of course, you can't just, maybe you could, but just from us talking about this, know how to do pet CPR, you need to learn a lot more. But just overall, how in the world would I do this? I'm trying to imagine, you know, my mouth over, (laughs) I don't even know about people CPR, how do I do it? Well, that's cat. why it's it's fun to take a class with a very tolerant cat like Casey because he is actually purring in class, Michelle, while we're demonstrating certain techniques on him by a bunch of folks in class. So he's he's kind of bulletproof. But to bring it home, CPR in the most simplest concept consists of doing 30 chest compressions, performing two rescue breaths, repeating with 30 chest compressions, and performing two rescue breaths. That equals one set. So in order to really get your air into the lungs of a cat that has collapsed, you actually cup your hands around the cat's face. You make sure that you form an airtight seal on the jaw, the lower jaw, because you don't want to blow in a cat's nose and have the air come out the side of the muzzle. So just gently keeping an airtight seal, you are actually taking your mouth and blowing into the nostrils as you turn your head and see if that air is getting to the to the lungs. How do you know that? Because you'll see the chest go up and down. And obviously our our cats require far less breath strength than if you and I were trying to do mouth to snout on a Doberman or a a Great Dane, right? (laughs) Right, right. Wow. And you have on your website, people can find out more and probably even see videos of Casey in action, right? Yeah, and everybody's all scared and nervous about learning CPR and rescue breathing, but most cats are going to have issues like a cut paw or choking or stung by a bee that gets in a house. So in our classes, we also show you some tips and tricks on that. But the number one thing we do is teach people how to safely wrangle a cat using one of your thick bath towels. And we always encourage you to get a pet carrier that has not only the front entrance, but the top loading, because it's far easier to put a cat that's injured and wiggling in a towel wrap and gently drop them through the top of the cat carrier. And then at the vet clinic, the vet staff can use that towel as a buffer and be able to assess the pet safely and you know, we know cats are all about smell. So that towel now smells like Casey or or some other cat. And so that brings them a little bit more sense of calm. So the towel, the bath towel is your number one health ally in rendering aid for an injured cat. Yeah, bath towels can be very good with cats. Yeah. For nails, for giving medicine, for for handling them when they're yeah, very good. What would you do? And just briefly, what could you do if you saw that your cat was choking? 
Well, this is where your ears come in handy, Michelle. We don't want you to run up to the cat that's not doing the hairball. We know there's a difference between the of a hairball versus the (coughs) of a choke. So when you definitely see the cat lurching forward, not shoulder shrugging as they would with a hairball, that's an indication there might be something blocked in their throat. So we want you to be safe. So the best tips we give is make sure there's other cats and other pets out of the room, kids, grandkids. Approach the cat from the back, not head on because that's a threat. Listen, when that coughing turns to what, like a, (gasps) that is called a strider. And then you will need to step in because sometimes the cat can actually get the object out. But when that cough, cough turns to a (gasps) kind of strider, We actually show you in class, using Casey, how to do the Heimlich maneuver. There's right below the rib cage in the sternum is this little gooey center that you form a fist and you do what's called a backwards J. You do five abdominal thrusts that are in and forward, in and forward, and you time it to the exhale and you hopefully get the object out. If the cat then passes out, then we teach you how to do the rescue breaths. So it's kind of neat because the whole time Casey's with his back against a student's belly who's sitting on a chair, he's friggin' purring the whole time we're doing, obviously, low-key abdominal thrust on him. That's so amazing. I've never met Casey. I've had the pleasure of meeting you several times, which has been wonderful. Awesome with you. Where is Casey from? How did you find this amazing cat that is such a good first aid, uh, I guess, um, I don't want to say... He's a safety cat. He's a safety cat. How one, this wonderful safety cat. How did you find him or train him to, to do all this? A lot of prayers, Michelle, a lot of prayers. No, he, um, he hails from the uh, San Diego Humane Society. I call them shelter alums, not rescues. And at the time, I had a pet safety cat named Zeke who was having serious health issues. And I knew I needed to get a, a KIT, a kitten in training. And uh, so I did a lot of temperament testing of Casey at the shelter. And he was very confident. It's almost like he never met a stranger or a strange place. He was very food motivated, yay. But I also do clicker training and luring and other things. So, And he got handled a lot. So he's the kind of cat that you can press gently his paw pad and do a mani-pedi and he purrs in the bathroom. But it, it was all building on small successes. And he also likes dogs, which makes it great. And I got him to love the carrier and the car and the vet. So just steady progress, exposing him and giving him positive associations with these new adventures, if you will, has made him into an amazing cat who's now a certified therapy cat. And he has taught with me pet behavior and pet first aid classes to more than 12 states. We're heading out next month to the Cat Writers Conference, and you listeners are going to love this. I'm going to do a whole talk on how to do podcast, and Casey's going to be my guest on the show. So we're going to have him on the table with a microphone, and he does seem to have a way of, when I ask a question, he has a lot to say back, Michelle. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to um, hear that one. And I'm told that you saved Casey's life one time. Yeah, and it, you know, here's a very healthy, healthy, great body weight, beautiful marking orange tabby. And one Sunday night, I was watching TV and I noticed that he was in the litter box, which is in the room next to ours, a long time. And it kind of piqued my interest. And I was almost like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Reading a novel in there? And then I heard a sound. Oh. 
And I knew that was trouble. So I went to the litter box and there was a very small circle of urine with a ring of red. That means there was a urinary blockage. Unfortunately, the plumbing of our cats, especially males, on their urethra isn't ideal. So I gathered that sample and I headed, of course, this only happens at night, you know, so you have to go to the 24-hour all-night emergency vet. And I brought Casey there, and the veterinarian on call said they were able to manipulate his urethra, so he actually urinated a nice puddle on the on the exam table. I almost swear his eyes rolled back in his head like, ah, thank you. But she said, let's keep him overnight for observation. And when I picked him up the next morning, she was still working a shift. And she said, Arden, if you would have waited until the morning to bring him in, he may have died from toxin blockage from the urine. So things can happen that quickly, everybody. That's why looking, listening, smelling, paying attention to your surroundings, you can actually save your cat's life. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. And that's great information, too, for, you know, all the pet parents out there listening, how you just need to keep aware litter box and know your cat's behaviors and some first aid and CPR, which really comes in handy. Arden, if we're not lucky enough to attend (laughs) one of your classes, where can we get more information? Well, um, some folks, you know, I do partner up with Pro Pet Hero. So we got a a way that they can uh, take a self-paced two-hour online course, and they'll be certified for two years. And it's real easy, and they can save 10%. So here's the deal. If you guys go to www.propethero.com and take the two-hour online course, if you enter the code CPR dash Arden Moore, you're going to get 10% off. That's pretty cool. That's great. Saving money is always great. Yeah, yeah. We like to save money and lives. That's our deal. (laughs) It's our dual mission. (laughs) And then people can also hear you on Pet Life Radio's show, Oh Behave, right? Yes, uh, we've been uh, hosting that show. I've been for 10 years now. Very happy uh, to work with Mark Winter, the Wizard of Paws of Pet Life Radio. He's the executive producer. Everybody knows that. But what I was really excited about is we have for two years in a row been named one of the top three pet podcasts by somebody named Oprah. Hey, I'm still waiting for the wow. car, though, Michelle. I'm still waiting for the car. It hasn't come yet. You should get a car. <laughs> yeah, big enough for all your... How many fur kids do you got, Do you have now? I know you have like the Brady Bunch family, sort of. So Yeah, I got married about a year and a half ago, and we merged our babies. So we have the furry Brady Bunch that consists of the kitties are, of course, Casey, who travels all over with me. And then the two stay-at-home kitties are Mikey. He's a black cat. He came from the... He was a community cat. He's very sweet. He sounds like Chewbacca when he meows. He goes, and then we have one-eyed Morty, and he's a uh, brown-striped tabby who really gives the best under-the-chin head rubs I've ever seen and does the figure eight against your legs when you come to say hi to him. He's very, very affectionate. Then we have three cat-adoring, respecting dogs. We have a retired 17-year-old surfing dog named Cleo. We have a big Bujo, who's an 88-pound Bernese mountain dog mix, very gentle. And then we have, of course, pet safety dog Kona, who's a terrier mix. And uh, she's also, like Casey, a certified therapy pet. Wow, quite the family. Well, Yeah, and they all get along. <laughs> oh, that's great. It kind of reminds me of my household, except almost all of them get along. 
Oh, almost. That's all right. That's a good batting average. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out Charlotte. So, you know. And anyway, any last tips for our listeners as far as pet first aid, pet CPR for your kitty? Well, the one thing is um, we are really on a campaign, especially with the spring coming. Please, please, please watch what you plant or what you buy as a plant or flower absolutely no lilies, especially Easter lilies in the house, because if a cat licks the water from the potted plant or even gets those little yellow pieces of stamen and licks it, the kidneys can shut down. So if you have any pets in your household, please make sure they are pet-friendly plants and flowers for your cat's sake. That's a great tip. Arden, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing all of this great information on pet safety, pet first aid for your cat and um, CPR. Hey, my pleasure, Michelle. Thank you for having us on. Casey's in the background. He's looking at me like, what about me? (laughs) (laughs) Next show, next show, we'll have a dog and cat show, you know? Um, Arden, thanks so much. That is some great information. And Arden Moore just is, she's amazing. She knows so much about pet safety, pet CPR, and just behavior in general. You know, she has written over 26 books. She's amazing, rock star in my mind, and in my opinion. You can listen to her show on Pet Life Radio, Oh Behave, and also go to her website and find out more. You can also Google her um, Arden Moore on YouTube for some great videos. I'd like to thank Arden for coming on Catitude and sharing all of her great information. Thanks to Mark Winter, the super duper producer that makes me and my guests sound amazing. And thanks to my kitty crew, which is Dennis, Charlotte, and Molly, who I am still trying to understand what their meows mean. But they're a great um, troop. Oh, and Sammy and Jethro, my outdoor crew. They're actually community cats, so they prefer being outdoors. And thanks also to everyone listening to Catitude. Keep listening. We have some more great shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.